You gonna finish that pork rib over there? Of course I'm gonna finish this pork rib. I need to grow some new skin on my kneecaps. What happened there? What happened to your kneecaps? They're all fucked up looking. Well, the the shrapnel from the explosion downtown. Oh, I remember that. Christmas Eve, 2033. It all went down, you know, like, so my kneecaps, they split wide open. Yeah, how can you ever trust Santa Claus again? My kneecaps look like uh, when you shuck a oyster. Yeah. There's all scar tissue now on my kneecaps. You got some gnarly scars from the explosion too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not so bad. But this laceration going all the way up my leg. This this came this came from, uh, you remember sunfish? Remember how small they used to be? They were hard to catch. Well, now they're just like these big, flat, shark-like creatures. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to cross a, uh, some very short river. And uh, somehow this giant fish snuck up on me. Yeah, no, nobody expected the sunfish to evolve into such a fierce sea creature i know nothing else nothing else like became mutated in the explosion except for sunfish yeah it's like the nuclear energy killed all the fish but made the sunfish these giant monsters and they're like apex predators i was in two feet of water this thing's flat as a pancake but when it sits up so it's coming at me sideways like this thing these these might dominate humanity if they figure out how to get on land and grow feet you think that sunfish scar is bad? You should see. Look at look at my back here. Take a good look at my back. It doesn't even look like a back. Yeah, no, I know. It looks like a tortoise's shell. Little octagons all over it. What the hell happened to you? It got hit by a tortoise shell. You got hit by a tortoise shell? Yeah, and the explosion. Oh, tortoise shrapnel. Yeah, tortoise shell shrapnel. Oh man, got it, me real good. Well, that's Florida life for you. You barely have a nose. I never noticed that your nose was just... Yeah, I, I always try to look at people at a very specific angles so you don't notice. I yeah, don't straight have on you can't tell, but once you get that profile, you got no beak on you. Well, this is about... No, this this wasn't from the explosion. It was a few weeks after, whenever I was uh, struggling to survive. And, you know, I had to fight this old lady for a can of a peas, and she just bit my nose right off, just clean off. Yeah, people were, people were pretty... Fear, fierce after the uh, after the explosion. I know everyone just you know everyone thought they're just gonna help each other out. You know it lasted for a few weeks, and next thing you know, cannibalism. Like I'm pretty sure this lady swallowed the tip of my nose. She didn't spit it out because yeah. she let go of the can right after. She got her sustenance got right no, from my nose. You got no beak on you anymore. Well, that's all right. I've been uh, finding this clay, and I've just been shaping a new nose. So once. Uh, once we get the fire going again, we'll we'll, we'll cast it, and uh, I'll have a clay nose. Yeah, that's Florida. <laughs> You're not gonna ask about uh, about these ones here, these scars. Oh, the missing legs. Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, just below. There's nothing below the kneecap. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's nothing there. So. I have my oyster kneecaps, and then nothing. Okay, I didn't notice that before. Yeah, no shins. Huh. I, sh I guess I could have. I should have kept looking as I was looking down your body. If I continued, I would have noticed there's nothing there. It's like a kneecap and then a heel. <laughs> so what happened there? Ah, uh, that was uh, that was in the explosion as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you really got gnarled up in that explosion. I was a little close for comfort. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still here, man. But you see these scars here on my thighs. Yeah. Those were from. Uh, I had those way before the explosion. That was shingles when I was oh, 17. Oh, pre-explosion. You had shingles. So they weren't like shingle shrapnel from the explosion? 
Good. Nope, just a variant of the chicken pox. Okay, right on. Well, <laughs> chicken pox. No one cares about that anymore. Well, I'm glad like we're just uh, just basically just scar tissue now. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, we're still here. You wanna? Get, I figure maybe let's go enjoy life while we still have it and go sun fishing. Anthony Kiedis would be proud. Scar tissue. Hey, welcome to Doom Podcast! That's right, I'm looking at you. If you're listening, you can't see my ass, but if you're watching, you get to see our faces. That's right, we've, uh, we've beefed turn up. Turn on the backlights. Huh? Turn on, oh yeah, yeah. turn on the backlights. <laughs> there you go. Now it's an official production. Uh, we've really beefed up our production value here. Um, I can't say it'll be this consistent every time, but you know what? Let's go full Hollywood for this episode. Yeah, I like the studio setup here we got going on. This is good. I feel good. Microphones good. are working. What do you guys think of the background? Do you like the random shit? Does got, that work? Give us suggestions. Got an iced coffee. We're all set. We have a, a selection of VHS tapes that we sp chose very specifically from Tyler's giant shelf of VHS tapes. I didn't know you were going to bring attention to it. Uh, what? Well, people are going to be wondering what they are right away <laughs> if they're watching it. Why do you just got boxes with movies? Yeah, like young kids that don't know what VHS are? Like, Why do you get boxes with movies well, on Yeah, them? those movie posters from back in the day. Small movie posters on cardboard boxes. No, I'm, I'm glad you still have VHS tapes, though. You kept the collection going. I still actively collect. Right now, where do you find most of them? Thrift stores, value villages. Figure. Garage sales? Garage you ever go to garage sales? Yeah, garage sales. I don't think you can go to garage sales right now. And, like, what I'm trying to do is just recreate all the movies that shaped me as a child, you know? So Yeah. I had a lot of them already. A lot of these came... Secondhand. Yeah. Okay. But, uh... I miss those. They're so, they're so chunky. Now you don't even use Blu-rays or DVDs. Like, I, I got rid of all those. It's alive because it's all everything. digital, man. It's all digital it's just in the air, streaming stuff. Streaming. That's all you need. Going down the river. But like, I can't believe. But like, yeah, same thing. We used to have a whole wall that it just took up a whole wall. It's just all the movies we had. Our friend Jeff was the same thing with DVDs, uh, which is more impressive because they're they're thinner. Yeah, they, they take up a lot of space. Like some people have whole rooms just dedicated to their movies, and now they're like, it all fits on one hard drive. <laughs> like, what do we do with this room now? Yeah. Huh. I used to... Uh, Technology's a-changing, but I like the old tape-to-tape -tape feel, you know? Yeah, it's. Uh, I like the weight of it in my hand, the sound of it. Like, yeah. I don't think I've used a VHS uh, or a VCR in a very long time. There's, but one, just that, there's one right there. I know, I kind of want to pop a tape in there just to hear the sound. Pop E.T. in. Look at that, it's got the green on it, too. I do remember that, I had E.T. at VHS. That's uh, that's my favorite movie right there. Good choice. But not your favorite alien movie. But not my favorite alien movie, which is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Same director. But you don't actually see the aliens in Close Encounters. Yes, you do. Have At you the not? End? Have you not watched it till the end? Uh, like mashed potato scene, and then he runs into the field, and uh, <laughs> no, at the very end they actually show up. If you yeah, if you, you're if you right. stayed awake, you do. I don't think I've stayed awake. It's one of the greatest scenes in movie history, in my opinion. It's just so, in, just incredible. It's been so long. What do those aliens look like? I don't, can't even remember. They're what it's what people describe as the gray aliens now. So that's that's kind of like what he 
Imagine the mass. So these tiny little three foot tall guys with big eyes, big fingers, seemingly nude. They kind of move in this kind of hive mind manner. Like they're all kind of walking with purpose, walking in sync. Okay. And he also has this really giant tall alien that just comes out and just kind of waves at everyone. Okay, <laughs> yes, I do remember that. He's I like do. the official greeter, I guess. I don't have that movie, do I? I need to get that. That's a, that's a good one to have on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, if you watch the behind the scenes, they, you know, they were really trying to capture like the strangeness of the aliens. So they tried tried to see if they can make them move differently. Like, uh, they had them, they had like all these people like moving in fast motion. So they'd speed up the film. And then the funniest one is they actually put a bunch of orangutans in alien costumes thinking that would be a good idea. They're like, they, they move They actually did that for the film? They put orangutans? Oh, yeah, but the orangutans wanted none of it. They ripped the costume off of them, ended up causing a bunch of damage on set. Oh, the film industry used to fucking use animals. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like the amount of commercials the that just had chimpanzees smoking cigars. It's way too many. Yeah. Or the, the one with all the chimps on the typewriters. What commercial was that? Was that like a Pepsi commercial or something? Was that a commercial? I've only ever known the, Simpson, the Simpsons reference, but I don't know what that's referencing. It could have been a reference. It might be a reference to like an old 40s or 30s film or something, but there was a Pepsi commercial, I think, too, that had a bunch of chimps on... Just chimps typing away? On typewriters. And they just have a Pepsi break? Yeah, I think so. That's... It was a re- <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was probably reference to something else. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's weird how like just parodies start to like cloud your brain, you know? I know more parodies than I know the actual references a lot of time. Like Weird Al songs that come on, and you're like, you know the Weird Al song more than you know the original. Yeah, I know, and then you hear the original, and you're like, oh, this is Weird Al song. <laughs> it's like, oh, I get it now. Oh, I get it. That's because we grew up in uh, the age of parody. Mm-hmm. The age of VHS, you probably have lots of great... Parody VHSs, lots of Leslie Nielsen. Blazing Saddles is right there, yeah. I think Naked Gun's over there. Fantastic. But anyways, um, I got rid of the mustache. <laughs> it's uh, It was short-lived. I had it a week, maybe eight days. Short-lived days. wrestling career. Short-lived, yeah. I could. I, feel, I honestly felt more confident that I could do things like start a country career or even like more of like a wrestling manager. I'm not like physically fit enough to wrestle, but I could manage a wrestler with that mustache. <laughs> but um, I'm happy to know it's there, and uh, and uh, you know I'm gonna bring it back because uh, you know I I need to feel more mature in my life sometimes. You think a mustache is gonna make you feel more mature? It's it does. It was like when you first got your mustache, did it take 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 hold of your personality in any way or? No, it just suited me right away. Just suited like, you. It was okay. like it was what my personality was missing. I've had it for over a decade, so. Oh, that that makes a lot more sense. I need a haircut though. I can't. I'm not liking the mullet. You got some wild hair going on. I don't know when the hairdressers are opening. I don't need them. June. I, I can do it myself, but. You're gonna do it yourself? Yeah, I can cut it with a fishing with a fillet knife. <laughs> a fillet knife. What kind of haircut? You gonna get a mullet? My dad did that to me when I was a kid. When I was like maybe 14, 13, 14. Yeah. I had uh, long hair and it was real hot out. And we were on a fishing trip. <laughs> it was on a fishing trip? Yeah, no one had scissors, but there was a fillet knife. So you didn't wait till you got or home. Or a fillet knife if yeah. you're French. <laughs> fillet. A fillet knife. Yeah. And uh, he had had a couple. 
he had had a couple brews that day, and he got real close to my scalp, and he nicked me right on top of my head. <laughs> Wait, you like, I still stuff? got a scar right there. You can probably feel it. Oh, shit. Right there. I'm not touching your head. <laughs> <laughs> but he nicked me, right? And he's like, oh, we better stop for the day. <laughs> and then he stopped, and I just got long strands of hair poking out everywhere. It looked like Sideshow Bob. Did you Bob. haircut? No. It looked like... Uh, Look like fucking Skeletor from Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. That's amazing. I wish there was a picture of this. You should go for that. Get that. Bring a that. Riff Raff, not Skeletor. They're yeah. just mixing shit up. Um, it was just like long hair sticking out everywhere. And then the next day, we finished her up, a little sober with the. A little more sober. Did you find? Did you still use the fillet knife? Yeah, no scissors. You filleted the hair. Got it as close as we could, and that's the thing. They're trying to get as close as they could to my. He yeah. Like they like right up against the scalp. Like they gave you a buzz cut with a fillet knife. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's badass. <laughs> it was the summer before grade nine because I started grade nine. Oh, I, I thought you're like a little little kid. You're like a, I said thirteen, fourteen. I don't. I didn't. I missed that. I'm just imagining five year old Tyler with just a long wild hair. No, I was old enough to know better. <laughs> but. Uh, I started, I broke my leg like a week later too, <laughs> so oh my I, God. and then started high school like a week after that, so I started high school with a broken leg and a giant fucking scab on the top of my head. Just a hacked up buzz cut. <laughs> a hacked up fillet knife buzz cut. I had no friends. <laughs> yeah, that might be one of the worst ways to start high school. <laughs> yeah, I started high school with a broken leg and a cut up head. Yeah. I fell off a chair in the in the assembly on our very first day, but I also did it on purpose. Yeah, trying to go for go for those Buster Keaton laughs. I don't know. I'm like I was the, I was the fucking goof in my my old school. What am I gonna be in this school? <laughs> Everyone just stared at me. So you don't have a mustache anymore. No, gone back to. Uh, I might regrow it. I gotta get the beard back, in some degree. But uh, yeah, mustaches. That's a good update on your facial hair. Update on my facial hair. Lots we're, of updates. We're doomed because uh, there's people out there cutting their son's hair with fillet knives. <laughs> That's what's going to happen when everything goes to shit. That's true. And like when there are like tribes of people living together in the woods, you might come across like, someone who used to be a barber. <laughs> like used to cut hair and there happens to be scissors. But in the most cases, especially if you're in small tribes, you're just going to be hacking at your own hair. Haircuts are a luxury. Yeah. Like, why not just grow it out? Smash, just smashing your hair with a rock. Yeah. Sharp rock. Well, that's what, you know, tribes today probably still do. And what humans probably did for tens of thousands of years. Like, different cultures have some pretty wild haircuts. Like, especially in their ancient societies. And, like, look at, uh, like, Native Americans have, like, the mohawk. And, like, how do they have to do that? Were they actually, like scalping each other with like axes or like what was going on there i'm sure there's a, a proce process they, to they it. used fire yeah probably you, a lot you ever of... seen that there's a barber that sets people's hair on fire he like sprays it with hairspray lights it and then just combs the flames out and then just it's like great now i have a bunch of singed burnt hair and, and stylized whatever works <laughs> whatever works but yeah um i vote you get a mullet though I kind of got one right now. You can. It's one of those things that's like my mustache. You can have it for a week and then get rid of it. I probably will, yeah. yeah we can show. do it after the show if you want. <laughs> uh, I still won't help you either. I'll just watch you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another reason 
we went on a hiatus for a little bit. Is uh, oh you know, yeah, you had some medical issues. Not just I, you know, I mentioned in the first episode. Oh, I had some depression and stuff, but I had some medical issues I had for a while I'd taken care of, which was great because you know I didn't think I'd get in during the pandemic, but uh, I finally got to fix my butt problem. Fix your butt now. Bring us up to speed for those listening that might not know what was wrong with your butt. But I don't even think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I think we talked about it at one point. But uh, my butt problem. Uh, I had it for like a few years. Um, it seemed like a cyst or something, kind of, kind of built up and and popped right above my butthole okay. a few years ago. So if anyone's squeamish about blood or cysts or pus or anything like this, you should probably skip forward a few minutes, I guess. <laughs> So was it like a like a boil above your rectum? I didn't know what it was for a long time. It happened like right before I went to Australia, and it was oh that was that's a while ago. Bad timing, yeah I know. <laughs> and you know I, I I tried to deal with it in Australia, and you know I thought it was just like a cyst that wouldn't heal. It was rough. It was like every once in a while my butt would just bleed, and then I started to notice it just developed a, a little hole. <laughs> So I'm like, I had a another little butthole growing right above my other butthole, is exactly what it looked like. Dual butthole. Dual butthole. And, you know, that freaked me out. So I, you know, I went to see a uh, walk-in clinic. Um, they tried to prescribe antibiotics to get rid of it. In Australia? Yeah. Yeah, they have healthcare too. I know, but I, I didn't know that you, I didn't know it went back this far. Yeah, yeah, old well, in Australia. And then, oh, I saw clinics here too, and I finally got a real doctor to diagnose it. They can... They, they were just giving me drugs to try and get rid of it. And next thing you know... It was painful? On occasion. It, like, it felt like I was getting my period every month. Like <laughs> You don't know what that feels like. In the sense that I'm dripping blood from the bottom yeah, of my so body. Like, yeah, physically, but yeah, you don't... It's, yeah. You don't know the mental strain that has on a woman. Like, I considered using pads or tampons to, to help me. He probably could have used a maxi pad for sure. It was brutal. I'm just like, where, like, why do I keep bleeding? And, like, why won't it heal? And doctors don't know what to do. So, finally, I got to go in and see a surgeon who basically told me it was a, uh, it was hair. It's similar to ingrown hair. It's like a hair growing into myself and, like, creating this cavity. And it actually looped around and opened up another hole I didn't even know about. Because I didn't look close enough at my own butthole. Because I only have so many ways to do that. So it was like an ingrown hair. Kind of. Kind of like that, yeah. That went in through the top? Yeah. Came in, looped around, and then popped out another hole. And he didn't know that until, oh god, he had to stick like a, a device in. And it just looped around and came out the other end. And he told me that, and I'm just like, please don't tell me that. He's like, that's good news. He's like, it's like we know. So exactly he was like down is. in your butt, like fooling around with like a bunch of like little tools and stuff. Yep. And that was the first time I've ever been uh, penetrated by fingers. And it was. Uh, he just told me right before. He's like, "Is this okay? I'm gonna do this." I'm like, "Yep." And then he just went right in. So you had to put a finger in your butt. Oh yeah. And then like push up. Yep. That was interesting. That was a fun feeling. <laughs> I got real lightheaded. Yeah. But, uh, no, they discovered my, my butt problem had to do with this hair. And uh, they uh, basically sliced it open. And they singed me up with a chemical burn. Which I didn't know about until I started seeing a nurse every day. So they sliced it above your rectum? So like, they did they ever cut the into your rectal no. cavity? No, no, no. It's outside. It's above your rectum. Yeah. So, like, where, the, where like, your butt crack comes to the hole. Yeah. Okay, just and, trying to just trying to navigate. 
Yep. And uh, so you basically cut from hole to hole. It was really bad. And I just had to fill it with gauze and get that changed all the time. And because like before, I was just putting gauze on it because I was bleeding all the time. And when I saw my family doctor, who was a hilarious guy, yeah, just picture a Scandinavian uh, Iggy Pop. Like he just has this long, scraggly right. blonde hair. Looks like Iggy Pop, but he's like six foot five. And he just throws in random fucks, but like not like normal people would. It's like, hey, Brandon, how the fuck you doing? He's like, hey, Brandon, how you doing? Fuck, ah, just. <laughs> He's trying to be, like, hip with me or something. Weird. Like, even when I when he's asking if I smoke, I'm like, I smoke cannabis. And he's like, right on, man. Fucking cool. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never had a doctor just slip fucks in like yeah. that. That's funny. He's a fun doctor. But uh, anyways, he tried to help me. He gave me this, like, salt, uh, salt stuff, like liquid salt, saline water. That's what it's called. Right. Yeah, uh, in a pad of gauze just to put on. But he put it in, like, this dollar store bag he found. Like, I don't know if he pulled it. I don't know where he pulled his bag from. It was a dollar store. Puts all this medical stuff in it. And then hands it to me. And I get home. And it is covered in, like, glitter and sparkle. Like, so whatever... Whatever's Are in you bag. sure you went to a doctor? He's a real doctor, okay? <laughs> and there's other doctors there. He's not tricking me. He's, uh... Yeah, he's not the best doctor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's just kind of, you know, improvising as he goes, I think. Right. He's just like, I don't have a bag, but here's this dollar store bag that had party supplies in it, it basically. I had, a par- I had a party last night. Yeah. So now all my gauze and my saline have glitter on it, which is impossible to get off. So I'm like putting it on my ass. And then you just... And then when I'm checking on my own ass, I, I, you see, just see it sparkling like a stripper's asshole. <laughs> you just got a sparkly ass. <laughs> like, I don't... I'm sure it's gone by now, but like... Uh, glitter's never gone. You're going to be finding that down the road once things are patched up. I'm going to be an old man. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen my butthole in a while. I'm going to take a nice look. Glitter! Taking, God damn it. <laughs> taking sparkly shits. Sparkly shits, yep. That's funny. So that put me out for a little bit. Yeah, the human body is a weird place, man. Mm-hmm. It'll turn on you real quick. Yeah, hairs will just literally turn on you. They'll turn around yeah. and create a, a, a big loop and give you two extra buttholes you didn't need. It is weird that hair does have the pathway of going outward. I didn't know it was that, like, it's so soft. I guess, like, pubic hair is a little more coarse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this is um, his recommendation because he said it can come back. Either you need to shave my ass or go get it waxed or lasered. So, so basically, he's just telling you, you have a really uncut, unkept, no, hairy no. ass. He he said, he's like, well, he, he clarified that. He wanted to make, didn't make sure I wasn't insecure about a hairy ass. He's like, he's like, it's not that you have too much hair. It's just sometimes this happens. She says, even like women who barely have any hair, this will happen to them. <laughs> he's trying to comfort you. He's probably look, like looking at you. You're yeah. a hairy guy. You got hair all over your head and your face. As far and... as the rest of my body goes, it's pretty mild. That's true. You're not, I, you don't got hairy shoulders. I definitely have hair in my ass crack, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's manageable. But now I actually have to manage it or else it'll come back. So I haven't done it yet. I haven't decided what choice I wanted to make. It's weird how evolution has just allowed us to like still have hair in certain parts where it still does the job of hair of protecting us, right? Like Yeah. Like your head, it's protecting you from the sun. Yeah, and, like, and your, like my... your balls, it's protecting it from getting your balls chopped off. <laughs> I don't think a hair is going to stop uh, something coming at your nuts. I know, but it's like cut them off. I think mentally, 
the brain is like, we need hair there to protect our private parts. Yeah, or regulate temperature. That, that's oh, that could be thing. it too. Because it's your head and your genitals. Are, it's important to regulate the temperature. So that could be it too. Oh, that's a good point. It could be temperature. And uh, But then it makes no sense because then you have our, our cousins living in the tropical jungles like chimpanzees, gorillas, and they got thick-ass fur and they're living in the jungle. Yeah. And we were like this running through the ice age and the tundra and shit. It's like, like what happened along the line where it's just decided no more hair? Yeah, what kind of lasers did we go through? <laughs> yeah, like it makes you think. I'm like, what, like what happened along the revolution where... It happened. Like, I'm not saying something interfered with our evolution. Like, we still have some hair on our arms, and, like, then you'll find people that are hairier than others, but, like... Like, do you think there's, I got like, hairy toes. Hairy toes? Like, but, a like, I, I don't have hairy... I don't have a hairy chest or back or anything, but my toes, they're really hairy. I think once you hit a certain age, too, and you're, like, middle age, just the hair... The hair switch turns on in certain places. Could be. Yeah. The ears, the nose, exciting stuff. But, yeah, like... What happened? You think there's like a solar event that happened like hundreds of thousands of years ago that maybe like singed our, our hairy ancestors and then just our genetics forever from then on only grew hair in certain places? Yeah, some sort of like nuclear blast. Yeah, because like I feel like especially the hair on our head, I feel it's such a character. It's part of who you are. Right? Everyone just grabbed their nuts in their head at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I bet you everyone's listening, watching. When are they going to talk about the end of the world? They're this talking is, about their fucking is, hair. This is the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, we're in the end of the world right now, so we can talk about whatever we want. Oh, it's all part of it. <laughs> but let's uh, anyway, let's jump topics anyways. Let's jump into a fun news story I've been excited to talk about, uh, which you sent me. You actually sent me two news stories last week. I know. I'm doing my research for the show now, man. I'm not slacking off. Great, right on. we got things to talk about. First one is uh, mushrooms on Mars. Mushrooms on Mars. Did I send you that? Yeah, you sent me a, a. I think you sent me a Daily Mail link, which I'm just like already don't trust. You don't trust the Daily Mail, isn't that like the number one news article <laughs> in the UK? Uh, I think like the BBC might be. The Daily Mail is like you know sensationalist news. Like they just they're in it for the ratings. They're like the oh, it's like action t- news of tabloid. The, tabloid. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. But, you know, they tell the truth, but you just have to find it somewhere within the articles. But, uh, yeah, I found it now. But a bunch of other, like, scientific articles and, and papers came out saying the same thing. That they've... The uh, the new rover up there with its camera has basically discovered some mushrooms. We are learning a lot about Mars right now. I know. It's, like, so much more. Now they got this drone and they're getting flying around, getting, like... Shots of the sky, and they're finding that there's water, and it's it's pretty wild. But yeah, these mushrooms, for a while, most scientists were saying, like if you saw a picture of it, of a rock wall, there's a few like white stones, what it looks like. And that's all they were saying, is like these are simply rocks. But they noticed they'd keep taking pictures of the same rock, and they would change over time, as if they were growing and shrinking or changing. So that's when one scientist, uh, he's like a biochemist, stood up, said, "Like this is a mushroom. Like this is like has all the characteristics of mushrooms. It's a fungus. It's a fungus. It looks like a fungus." And this guy is known as the Tiger King, uh, the Space Tiger King, for some reason. And they didn't explain that at all in the article, which is annoying. Like I want to know more about the Space Tiger King, <laughs> who's discovering mushrooms on Mars. 
Yeah, now, now it doesn't sound real at all. Just because that's his nickname? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a shame, because like, you see scientists, when you think scientists, they're just a, you know, a bunch of straight-laced, like, white-shirt glasses, just real, just giving you the facts, right? You don't ever think of them as weird, wacky guys. Like, you remember the one scientist? I think it had something to do with uh, some Mars rock, the last thing they sent to Mars. But right. one of the scientists was wearing this anime shirt that just had different naked anime women all over his shirt. And yeah. no one could take him seriously. No, like, scientists are weird. Like, you know, to be into science, it's like a weird, nerdy thing. Even we were, uh, one time we were interviewing an astronaut at the airport. Yeah. And he was wearing, like, a weird shirt, too, wasn't he? Like yeah. Both the scientists. We, we picked up an astronomer who works on, like, telescopes all over the world from uh, Vancouver. And he was head-to-toe just wacky dresses. And, like, I had to take him shopping. Cause I had to drive him around. We were working on this production, Tyler and I, doing behind the scenes for for a sci-fi show. Yeah, it was it was a sci-fi. It was a fictional sci-fi show, but we did talk to some real scientists and stuff for the behind the scenes footage that we were filming. Yes, yeah, so we brought these guys in and did a bunch of interviews with them, and they were incredibly insightful. But this guy just dressed like a freaking rock star. He was dating like a twenty-year-old. He was like in his sixties. <laughs> Like, he looks like if you stripped him down naked, you'd be like, that's a scientist. <laughs> just, like, doesn't take care of himself, just kind of balding. But, yeah, wasn't he wearing, like, a button-up shirt that just had, like, stars and stuff all over oh, it? Oh, yeah, like, just, like, a hat with, like, gold on it. He had gold sneakers. He had skinny jeans, like, yeah, and he yeah. knew so much about space. He was, <laughs> he was one of the first people to, like, help discover exoplanets. Like, where they were able to, like, detect the light coming from certain star systems and how it fades, and that's how they're able to discover planets going in orbit. He was one of the first people. Yeah. And I'm driving this guy down to the Eaton Center so he can buy <laughs> golden sneakers. <laughs> like, but, like, why not? If you're like a guy my girlfriend that... Are gonna, my girlfriend's gonna love this. Like, if you're a guy that girl. knows a shitload about fucking the stars and science and stuff, you can dress however the fuck you want. Like, I wish all scientists were like that, because they should be celebrated like the rock stars. I think they are. I think they're going to be. I think we're going to see a future of rock star scientists. Well, you got Neil deGrasse Titan. He's pretty rock star. He's oh, pretty he's cool. he's a total rock star scientist. That's crazy, man. Okay, so the mushrooms on Mars. What kind of mushrooms? Are they portobellos? Has anybody tried them? Are they psychedelic? They kind of look like little puffball mushrooms, like you find out in the field. The, the apple orchard, yeah. Yeah, but like uh, small ones. Not sure if they're edible yet. They just found them, so I'm sure they're gonna ship one back. Ship one back. Have some, have them test. They'll cook it up on the grill. Give it a test. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just found some mushrooms recently. I found some morel mushrooms in the woods. They're a hard one to find. And I you found some, eh? I was looking for the morels, and I couldn't find them, but I didn't know what really... I knew what I was looking for, but I don't think I was looking close enough to the ground because, like, they pop up underneath the leaves, and I think that's the thing. They kind of look like the old decaying leaves that are yeah, left they, over from the winter. They really do a good job blending in. And they're right at ground level. Like, they don't grow to the sides of logs. They just look like a brain. But yeah, I have a secret spot I found last year. Went back this year. It's just as fruitful. But there's only like seven, eight. <laughs> I should have waited a couple of days. There might be more. That's what fungi do. They multiply. And yeah, I will. Grow. I will go back. Problem is, it's right beside a path. So I'm concerned people are going to find my secret mushrooms. 
eat my secret mushrooms. Uh, yeah, I was looking on the path, and I'd go off the path, and I didn't find any, but... See, the thing, I don't even know if I like them. Like, do they taste good? I guess anything tastes good in butter. Yeah, they're really good. You never want to eat them raw. There's toxins in them that you need to cook out. Okay, good but, to know. Uh, just a little bit of butter. Like, you, you don't want to drown it with garlic, but it really has a meaty flavor. Like, I could... It's somewhat close to, like, a tender steak. That's that's what I describe. Like a portobello as. mushroom. Like yeah. I like I very rich. I do the portobello burgers every once in a while. Yeah, the, these little suckers are elusive, and if you ever find any out in the yard, like the amount of like foraging sites I go onto, where someone's just like, "What's this? I ran it over with my lawnmower," and people are like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I've seen people even in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you gotta go out there. Oyster mushrooms. Those are next. Those yeah. are healthy for you. And but do you, do you think? That they will send these mushrooms, like, because there's no people on Mars yet, right? No, not 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 that we know of. Like, we don't know what secret bases. <laughs> but are going we're on. sending people there soon. Yeah, Elon Musk wants to send people there. He and he's, you know, he's a big talker. He's done a lot of awesome shit, so I trust him when he does talk. But uh, yeah, did you see him on SNL? Did you end up? You didn't watch that, did you? I didn't watch Saturday Night Live to see um, Elon. Elon Musk. I heard it was decent. You know, it was pretty good. Like, yeah, Saturday Night Live hasn't been good in a few years. Like, Michael Chase, the only funny person on there right now, I think. Yeah. Maybe Pete Davidson, sometimes. But I guess Elon Musk, he came out as having Asperger's, which uh, no one should be surprised. <laughs> like, he's he's clearly this savant type of person. Yeah, there's some something going on there for yeah, sure. Yeah, he sees the world in a different way for sure. Like he, he, he you know that. <laughs> like, look what he said. So what, like he he came out like he just said, or did he make a joke about? He said it? he's like I'm the first host with Aspergers, basically. That's not true. There's yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Dan comedians. Aykroyd, he, he, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd has Aspergers. He for, hosted. He was on the show <laughs> for sure. But you know, good for Elon Musk. Is that the platform you want to? Technically, Dan Aykroyd was the first scientist to host SNL too. Probably, he's a UFO. I don't know if he's ologist. <laughs> that's that's you don't get a degree in UFOlogy unless you pay for one and you got ripped off. Aykroyd's so cool though. Like I hear he's a bit of a dick, but yeah. like the fact that he loves like UFOs as much as like he named his vodka Crystal Skull vodka Crystal Skull based out the Crystal Skulls. Yeah. And- which is a weird history I don't know much enough about. Neither do I. No. But, but it's alien related, right? Everything he does is alien related now. Yeah. He, uh, no, he. I feel like we'd get along. Like, I'd get along with. I, no, I'd let him Dan. be an asshole to me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. You're Dan Aykroyd. You treat me however you want. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about aliens some more, man. Yeah, I just want to hear his alien stories. Yeah. Can you imagine these mushrooms on Mars are psychedelic, though? They break it back. and they're just They'd like, have to be. They're just like, these are chock full of psilocybin. It's yeah, just, yeah. Oh my or just God. straight DMT. <laughs> just <laughs> already like, activated, ready to go. Yeah, because like, it, it, it makes my sense now that mushrooms might be the seeds of life. Because if you look at Earth, and mushrooms were the very first life form to ever form on Earth before plants, plankton, or anything. And they were the ones that were able to turn this rocky planet, eat that, it was able to root itself into the stone itself and pull out nutrients and slowly over millions and millions and millions of years turn it into soil, which right? gave way to plants. That's true, man. In like wild. And like mushrooms had their final form like millions and millions of years before any little tiny other life like 
even started forming. Yeah, you ever leave a wet towel in your closet? Yeah, it just... <laughs> life. <laughs> Mushrooms will grow. Mushrooms will grow. What else is in that towel, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> I said wet towel. <laughs> what made it wet? Is your cum mushrooms. That's what I'm getting at. But yeah, this these could be the seeds of life, and there's a lot of scientists who believe... Yeah, the seeds of life, exactly. That, you know, they could live in comets or asteroids because... They, they know that spores can live in the vacuum of space. They can be frozen in time and just, you know, they can come sailing through space, hit a planet, and that's what starts it. Right. So the fact that Mars has mushrooms is not that surprising. If that's how mushrooms are spread out through space. There's probably mushrooms on every planet. Yeah. And, like, if you want to go even farther, these mushrooms are an alien life form itself or an invention of an intelligent alien life form as a way to communicate and uh, create life because like what mushrooms do in nature is they basically control the forest right they're the nervous system under the ground like through mycelium they link everything up and they make sure the forest is essentially regulated so make sure everything's getting enough nutrients if things die they break it down and spread the nutrients to other plants that need it right and that's what they do in, mo in everywhere so like when we ingest psychedelic mushrooms are they doing the same thing Inside of us? Inside of us. Are they connecting us? Because when scientists talk about psilocybin now, they're saying it's creating bridges in our brains that have never been, like, parts of our brain that have never been connected before. Right. That's, so, it connects, old, like, broken neutrons yeah. and stuff. So it sounds like what it does in our brains is what it does to trees and forests and stuff, which would make sense. And if you, if you believe the wild theory that, like, these fungus and stuff are seeds of life sent out by an intelligent... Uh, beings that maybe they are also giant fungus <laughs> with more capabilities like hands and arms and shit. Right. And like they're able to send this off and just randomly in space just to crash into planets and create life. Okay. So let's get on to the second story you sent me. Um, this is a so this event already happened. This is about the Chinese rocket that was coming back to Earth and it was just completely out of control. This ended up being bigger news than I thought it would be when I saw the article. Yeah, I know. Like, the article you sent, it was the same thing, the same feel I got. I'm like, oh, Daily Mail. Like, it wasn't the Daily Mail. But I'm just like, okay, this is just fear-mongering. But, no, and when CNN starts reporting, like, they're like, Well, what the when fuck CNN time? starts reporting, it's also fear-mongering. Oh, yeah, for sure. I forgot. It's the news. <laughs> Most of the news is fear-mongering. <laughs> but, when, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is just another... Let's point the finger at China again. Yeah, and uh, but turns out China did fuck up. <laughs> they, they're just they have ancient rocket technology. First of all, the Chinese invented rockets like thousands of years. Bottle ago. rockets. Well, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> they invented gunpowder, and they. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to look it up, but I'm pretty sure they did invent rockets. I'll believe the you. first cylinder shot straight up using gunpowder. Rockets. Right. That makes sense. So, you go from there to the rockets they have today, which they're sending up parts and pieces and stuff to continue constructing their uh, space station. They're getting a, their own space station up there because they don't want to join the one we, are, we already have up there. They don't want to join the international one? No, no. That's international? No, they, they want to build their own. It's Let them do their thing. But uh, they're, So, they're sending stuff up there. The system they still have for rockets, which used to be for all rockets up until the 70s, was these boosters and these 
pieces are going to come apart as you're launching the ship into the air. Right. Like you got the rocket boosters, things break off. Most of it becomes space junk, but a lot of it drops off early in the atmosphere. So it's somewhat, you know, in the atmosphere floating, but it's slowly falling towards Earth. And there's no way to really control that. Like you can do your best to predict where it's going to fall, but uh, they did that for a long time. It's just rocket roulette basically yeah. you know we'll draw, we got lots of water out there it's probably gonna hit the it, water it's a pretty good chance that it'll fall in the ocean well, and they were lucky again yeah or it could hit paris france we don't know and yeah we got lucky it landed in the indian ocean this time but like that that's wild we were just all waiting to figure out apparently canada was safe i think they were able to figure out where it definitely wasn't gonna hit yeah. But, like, there was still a chance. How high did, like, it was out of the atmosphere when it dropped? Or, like, I don't know, like, how high did it get off the ground? Pretty, it was pretty it was, high, I It guess. was quite high. It was in orbit, but it wasn't high enough to really stay in orbit. So it would be slowly tumbling towards Earth as it's going around and around and around. So right. that's why it seems like Russian roulette, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's going, it? like, they were able to predict what day it was going to drop. Where's it going to land? But, like... I think it was about 30 meters long, 5 meters uh, wide, kind of cylinder-shaped object. Okay. I think a lot of it broke up. But man, if that hit a major city or a populated area, that would do some damage for sure. Like, this yeah. isn't like an asteroid, but like still, this thing would be coming in so fast. Oh, if it just landed in like the middle of like a street? Yeah. Like like young and, young and Dundas Square in Toronto or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just that would, kill that, thousands of people like i don't know for sure how how big the blast would be but like it's a big hunk of metal and like they even say like uh asteroids and rocks like the size of basketballs or beach balls would do a hell of a lot of damage right but they're also going way faster they're like they're traveling through space smaller object yeah physics so these rockets man they're 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 sketchy as fuck it's such an old technology like like I really hope. Yeah, but NASA blows up a rocket every few years too. Yeah, because it should happen. The rockets, you know, SpaceX is doing better. They're able to land the rockets so they can reuse them. Yeah. But uh, as far as technology goes, like we're never gonna leave this planet properly if you just keep using rockets. So we gotta crack into this UFO technology, which might happen soon. Well, Some yeah. big news is coming. How else are you going to do it without our rocket gunpowder yeah. technology? You got to figure out some new science, uh, new some new physics basically. So, like how to levitate shit or yeah. uh, move move so, consciousness. Yeah. The government's come out and say they actually have these alien crafts. There you go. There's the technology. We just got to figure it out. Maybe we have already. Maybe we haven't, but maybe somebody else has that's come here and told us. That's true. Tried to tell us. <laughs> yeah. But we're bad at listening because we're humans. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, rocket technology can be scary. A uh, famous explosion was the Challenger in the 80s. I think it was the late 80s. Yeah. A uh, team of astronauts were going up. You know, Is that the excited. one that, like, some, like, civilian, like, the girl was yeah, on it? Yeah, it was, and like, a female teacher. There's a, there's a movie about it, right? Yeah, there's probably a few movies about this. It was heartbreaking. I watched it. was so it. heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, I watched it not too long ago. I think eight people, I don't know how many of there were, around eight, I guess. They they died in the Challenger explosion. Just It, it exploded shortly after takeoff. Uh, and that's and what they, I mean by NASA keeps fucking up, too. They're not perfect. Yeah, and, uh, and they use the same rockets... For sending up satellites, uh, as same as ones that send up people. So a story I didn't know about, and I only I heard from Jello Biafra, 
<laughs> That's where we got all our news when we were 13 years old. Yeah. It was Jello Biafra. Well, I, I, I probably heard him mention something of it when I was a teenager, but it was recently. I was listening to one of his old. He used to put out. Kill, a bunch kill, of, kill, 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 kill. Yeah. Do you know who does a great Jello Biafra impression? Kev Sheeler. Kev Sheeler? Yeah. Well, he's got this lisp, you know. He just talks like. Comedian Kev Sheeler from Hamilton, Ontario. Great Jello Biafra. Yeah. So Jello Biafra is the singer of Dead Kennedys, very controversial punk band, and uh, he he used to go on speaking tours where you just ramble on. I've it. seen him, yeah. You've seen him? Yeah, some festival I was at, yeah. doing a speak a spoken word thing. But I used to in high school, I used to just love those. And it's so cool, man! Fuck this system. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I loved his talks and shit. But as he he mentioned something about the Challenger, but I for, totally forgot about it. And then he also I'm listening to a Dead Kennedys track. And it's like a live version. And then he mentions the Challenger again. So which made me want to go back and like listen to old JLB offer speeches or his talks. And then he talks about the Challenger, how they almost this the rocket that blew up the the, the astronauts was supposed to be used for this uh, bringing up supplies or for, for a satellite or or a satellite, one of those things. But it was full of plutonium. Which powers these satellites? Right, yeah. Some like seventeen pounds of pl- plutonium. Apparently, one pound of plutonium is enough to, you know, probably kill every human on Earth if you're able to like spread it around enough in the atmosphere. In like my distant memory, I can hear Jello Biafra saying something about plutonium. It's like <laughs> he was being very satirical, yeah. saying like, "I'm happy those astronauts die because if they right. didn't, millions of people." I sound yeah. more like Terrence McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're getting it. You're almost at it. Uh, it's more Terrence McKenna there, but um, yeah, they they almost used this rocket that blew up the astronauts to send up this satellite full of plutonium, and even though it was protected. With, um, you know, it's, they said it was protected for up to 2,000 PSI pressure. So, like, you know, it can withstand some damage. But the way the Challenger exploded would have just obliterated all this plutonium and everything protecting it. So instead of a bunch of astronauts dying, it would have been, like, possibly millions of people. Not right away. Everyone would just get lung cancer really quick. But it would have blown up this plutonium in the upper atmosphere and just spread it out all over Florida. And just because they, they happened to use that rocket. Is that where they do the launch? That launch was yeah. in Florida? That, that was in Florida, yeah. And it was a few mm. weeks after that they sent this other rocket up. That they were going to use the, the one that had a fault in it and exploded. They were going to use that for the plutonium. Right. Like, my God, like the implications, like... There would be parts of Florida today you wouldn't be able to go anywhere near, just you, like Chernobyl. Do you know a guest we need to get on the show to talk about rockets? Who? Our good pal Johnny Rylestone. He loves he loves space. He loves space. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's always got yeah. He's got lots of. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's. Instagram. I'm sure he's got some insight on the on this Challenger. I've actually he was talking to me about it last time we worked together. If anyone I know would become an astronaut, it would probably be Johnny. Yeah. But he's too he's too big. Do you know you have to be a specific size to be <laughs> Is a, he too tall to go to space? He's too tall and big. He's a big man. And uh he I think he's a, he might be like way over the limit. I didn't know that tall guys couldn't go to space. Yeah, I think I don't know what the the height restrictions are, but you have to be like this kind of perfect height and build. Just. If we start sending people to space more often, though, they'll they'll lift that. Yeah, because like I, maybe like this, they don't have seat adjusters in the shuttle or something. Like, I don't. He's bonking your head on the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> spaceship Every... doors with door frames all the time. 
Nah. <laughs> oh, I can't fit in the space toilet. <laughs> Be like when he lived in our basement and was always bonking his head off the ceiling. Um, have you had any of your own rocket experiences, that, which includes bottle rockets? Just bottle rockets. Just bottle rockets. They're but, illegal here in Canada. But, uh, <laughs> not, not when you're a small kid from Burgessville, Ontario. That's and right. Your well, dad goes down to race car dra- races every year and brings you back bottle rockets. I know. There's always that. Yeah. There's always the one family you knew because I'm from a small town too, and Aaron. Yeah, there's always the one family who brings home a shitload of fireworks. That was me, man. I always had bottle rockets for me and all my friends at school when I was a kid. And, like, I've had them, yeah, come back and hit me. I had one almost go up my nose. <laughs> like, shot right at my face. And it, like, stuck and it hit me in the face. Yeah, I've been I've been hit by bottle rockets a few times. It's not so bad. I don't think they're as bad as uh, Roman candles. You ever been hit with those? Oh, yeah. We used to have Roman candle wars all the time. Just a slow flaming bullet, basically. <laughs> fired at you yeah like we had i had burnt welts all over my body because like yeah, you're lucky we were... they bounce off you but oh they all bounce it's not like they embedded in my chest or something yeah but they can burn you but i couldn't believe we were able to go to the dollar store 16 years old and just purchase as many bottle rockets as we wanted they're not bottle rockets uh roman candles yeah roman candles and then just get some goggles go out into a field at night and just but have only at, at like victoria day or uh well, they sold them all Canada summer, really. Day. Yeah. Because all those fun holidays are kind of close. They sell it before, they sell them after. The right the right convenience store would sell them all summer, yeah. Yeah. But I love fireworks and rockets and firecrackers. and. But the fact that just like some just someone's dad would just go to a baseball game or a NASCAR event in the States and then illegally smuggle explosives back into the country. Like a lot, too. Yeah. Like my dad would come back with bricks and bricks of, like... Uh, black cats and you definitely can't do that now i feel like it might have been easier back in the day when you didn't even need a passport to go over the border yeah it might be harder now like i remember as a kid we'd go to buffalo games and it was harder to get into the parking lot of the stadium than it was to get into america yeah, yeah. you just roll up and you're like where are you going buffalo game have fun <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah i don't know man i always had firecrackers and, ha- and i always had a fun time there might even still be some here if you look through the right closet. You look through the right closet, you might find some still. Lots of them. Yeah, I'm, I never blew anything up that was alive, though. That was one thing I hear people doing, and it's just like that's psych, that's psychopathic behavior. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So if I did do that a lot as a kid, I might be a psychopath. I don't know, but I didn't. I cared for the animals. Yeah, I never. You, did you know the kids though? There's always one or two kids that would want to do that, and I would not let them do that with my my fireworks. No blowing up frogs or no. goldfish. It's like I love how like most parents will just be like, "Boys will be boys." It's just like, well, that's how like Ted Bundy gets created, right? <laughs> yeah. Start killing tiny animals for your pleasure. Like you're we gonna... would try to like blow up action figures or like you know yeah, yeah shove it down a Barbie's throat. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's not a real person. It's not a living thing. You're just, like, reenacting it, right? Exactly. Like, take that, Barbie. (laughs) I don't think Barbie has a throat. No, no. You'd have to create a throat. Yeah, I think you had to poke a hole. Get a nail. Just, yeah. Poor Barbie. Um, yeah. UFO month? (laughs) When's UFO month, We're just looking down my, yeah. UFO month, UFO month, UFO month is like right now. This is May. Yeah, I, May. I mentioned it on a few podcasts ago that there's going to be some very exciting news coming. 
there's going to be more footage dropped and we'll be sure to Is this something you look like look forward to every year? Every year? It's this isn't every year. Oh. May, May isn't UFO month. <laughs> it's not like a I don't even know why I put UFO month. I'm basically saying I thought it was like a dedicated month. There might be, there should be. You know what? Let's make UFO month May. Okay. Starting right now. I'm starting it. I'm spreading it, spreading the word. Because there's a month and a day for every fucking thing now. Yeah, there is. But, okay, so you just say that this is going to be UFO month because there's big news coming that you're excited for? Very excited for. The whole world should be excited, man. The fact that, like, this isn't more mainstream. Like, it, I'm seeing it more on the news, but, like, it's Fox News. What you see it on Tucker Carlson talking to these UFO experts, which I hate. Tucker Carlson's a fucking asshole. Yeah, you hate Tucker, eh? But, like... It sucks because that's the only place you're going to see. But now they're starting to show up CNN. There's, um, they're actually going to do a 60 Minutes piece with uh, with Lou Elizondo. He's the guy who used to run the ATIP program, which studied UFOs. And he was, he's been doing podcasts re- recently, and he's just dropping little snippets, little bits of information that are just like, like what's what? coming? Like what? Like, uh, for instance... There's, there's a few videos coming out very soon that he believes are, you know, you've seen the ones already, the gimbal video, go fast video, big pyramid triangle thing, which I'm starting to take more seriously. I wasn't on board in the last podcast with it. Oh, the one that you thought was just the aperture on the camera? Yeah, yeah. That was, def- that was definitely something weird. So, um, But he says that's nothing compared to what's coming. And it has to do with submergible objects, a lot of the new footage. Right. So there's a lot of focus on the ocean and these things coming in and out of the ocean. Because a lot of these recent sightings are coming from Navy ships and stuff, right? Hundreds of miles off the coast. Okay. And there's no one else around and there's no fishing boats. Like, it's illegal, really, to be around these uh, giant, like, Navy vessels. Right. But they're just getting harassed for, like, weeks on end by just random flying orbs or, like... A cube inside of a sphere that glows and triangles, and they watch them come in and out of the ocean. And like, there's so many reports too of like witnessing things in the ocean, and like, there's even like a submarine report of like he's seeing this thing on radar come whipping past them under the water, come to a complete stop, make a right turn, and shoot off in another direction. All on yeah, the those are cool. Like, those are hard to explain when something's yeah. moving that fast in and out of water. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few things... That's Independence Day shit. That's Independence Day shit, yeah. Because that's the best place to hide, right? If you're gonna... If these aliens are here and they want to stay a while not be noticed, if they can't cloak themselves all the time, they're gonna hide under the water. Those are the stories I always believe when somebody sees something shoot super fast in or out of the water. Yeah, we have them close to to here, the eerie lights. Like, a long while ago, we had... Yeah, you think, like, Lake Erie and the Great Lakes... Like, they're deep, but they're not as deep as the ocean. They're still pretty deep. You can hide yeah, stuff in those lakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Even in Russia, one of the deepest lakes in the world there, they think there's some kind of alien base at the bottom. Because of uh, there was a report made by the... It was, like, declassified by the Kremlin, but basically talked about this scuba team that went in there, and they're doing a practice run where they're going into this freezing cold water in these big suits. And they said when they got in the water, they were greeted by, like, these just bipedal strange alien looking creatures they were under the water they were changing color they had like a light glow to them yeah there's some sea creatures in the deep that are that are pretty alien like anyway i know like the ocean's huge 
And like that's what like some scientists might think. Like they might have discovered some bizarre giant jellyfish or something. But like the it, the reports that this one guy tried to capture it with a net. <laughs> like might as well, I guess. With a net. Like what are you gonna do then? But, uh, man, I wish you had the book of extraterrestrials. I know. I feel like what you just described we saw in that book. The jellyfish thing that you try to catch with a net. It could be in the book somewhere. Um, we'll get the book for the next episode. That is at my house, yeah. We'll get that back. We've probably covered over half the aliens in the book now, but there's 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 lots to cover still. Yeah. There's lots to go on. Oh, no, there was over 300 aliens in that book. We yeah. haven't done 150 episodes. No. So here's another little tidbit of like teasing information he dropped. He called them our neighbors. So not even necessarily neighbor saying another planet in their solar system, but even closer, as if they're neighbors on this planet. Either in a sense that they're in another plane of existence. Ooh, that's know, interesting. Like interdimensional? A multiple universe kind of theory. Yeah. Or they're just bizarre, hyper-intelligent creatures that somehow grew up in the sea. <laughs> or, yeah, or maybe they live yeah. below us. And there are neighbors. Yeah, or they might below. have. They might have come from another place a long time ago and set up shop in our oceans. Yeah, which like that theory, I always like that maybe Mars was populated before it went to shit and turned into a dust rock. Yeah, and before it turned into a dust rock, we like whatever was living on Mars jumped ship over to Earth because it had water and everything they needed and if they're living in the water they like maybe they do need water and we're the only yeah. planet with as much water a as shit we ton got. of water there's yeah there's a time where mars may have had huge giant oceans just like us yeah but and like maybe we're gonna find that out with elon's like uh rockets and he's not gonna find nothing he's gonna he's gonna try and start and some what colony. do mushrooms need to grow fucking water like water. that moldy towel there's definitely moisture on mars they found frozen water they found oh, like molecules of water it's we figured it out Bren. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out no one else no one else science and then one more uh, let's go let's go get some fancy uh tie-dye shirts and gold chains and cowboy hats because we're scientists now <laughs> god damn it yeah we gotta show it and we got a, at least we, and lab coats over that, because you always have to have lab coats. Right. All right, one more piece of information he dropped that kind of gave me the chills was that when he was briefed by, when he first started getting a lot of this information, this is a, the Luis Elizondo guy, head right. of the UFO program, and he's talking to some old school generals and stuff. There's people that know a lot of shit. And, you know, they're probably keeping it under wraps. This is like Majestic 12 kind of dudes, I bet, right? They're just super, like, secret black op programs where they're probably researching this stuff without the main government and the Pentagon knowing. So he's he's talking to these old school generals who are like, uh, we know exactly what these things are. And he's like, what? What are they? And he's like, have you read your Bible recently? And he's like, no. He's like, why? He's like, because these things are demonic. These are demons. These are demons. But also a lot of these old dudes are probably pretty religious. And that's the only, you know, that's that's the only frame of reference they have, right? Well, also, like, it could just be all one big melting pot, you know? Like, oh, for sure. You know, God could be an alien and a consciousness that we don't understand. And demons can be fucking 
aliens that are evil that we don't understand you don't know we don't know like we all come from the sky right it's all a theory if we saw these things exit me and you would say aliens but this guy he's an old school probably christian because he's an old general in america right he's christian for sure he reads the bible and whoever wrote that book could have been thinking the same thing you know yeah he sees the demon because that's his frame of reference right exactly so we got some demons flying around up there slush elves yeah, it's like, are they good or are they bad? Are they going to slay us or are they going to be our friends? Well, apparently they've been very, not exactly aggressive towards our military ships, but have been kind of taunting them and making themselves want to be seen and chased and basically showing off <laughs> their capabilities. Like, they're doing laps. Bunch of show-offs. Yeah. So, like, one report of, like, yeah, like, there's two... Pl- the, some of the re- release footage that's coming out Shows these two planes, uh, two jet fighters, side by side, flying in parallel. And I guess you can see this thing just dip into view, drop down to their level, and just f- come at them in full speed and shoot right between the two planes. Wow. And I guess, like, the video and the fire, the fighter pilot just freaks the fuck out. Just, like, like doesn't know what happened. And, you know, and there's people are probably going to say, oh, they just flew past something. But, like... All this footage is coming from fighter pilots, like trained people. Yeah, who are already flying super fast. And, and have they, it on radar, too. Yeah, yeah, and they see something faster than they're going. Yeah, so big news is coming. I'm excited. Pay attention. I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll, talking about I'm sure it sure we'll week. cover it on this podcast when it comes out. There might be something brand new by next week, so hopefully. Well, you keep your eyes on the skies. Keep your eyes on the sky, folks. That's been We're Doom. Thank you. Thank you.